Hatihei Mauriora, Inga Mana, Inga Rio, Ero Rangatirama. Kia ora and welcome to Māori Initiatives Podcast Show, Tamangai the Mouthpiece, in association with podcast.nz. Thanks for joining us. As each week, our guests share a part of their life's journey to Te Iratangata, improve quality of life. Atuye Katarangi, Atuye Katafino, Atuye Katangak, Onga Tangata, get the Mia Nui, get the Aroha, Tihei Moriora. We're back here with our guest speaker, uh, youth leader of the globe. How's that? Was that better? <laughs> uh, Winky Pratney, Dr. Winky Pratney. Kia ora. Great to have you, you back are. for the second segment. Thank you. Uh, we're, we've um, just been, if you've listened to the previous podcast, we, uh, Winky was reflecting on his father and his personal journey. Uh, some really amazing highlights. So if uh, if you're listening to this for the first time, you're really catching the second half. So go back and find that first podcast, flip that in, and that'll bring you up to speed where we are. Uh, with the time we've got tonight, today, we've got a lot to get through. So um, we've We've plucked out a few really cool things. Uh, so welcome, uh, Winky. Great to have you with us. Um, we congratulations again on spiritual spiritual vocations. Really, um, two hundred pages into it, I would say what? Would, I think it's your opus, man. <laughs> epic. It's eight hundred and sixty pages. Uh, <laughs> Look, go to Amazon.com, uh, $11, only $11 yeah. to download Amazing. that whole book. Uh, I've done it. I've got it downloaded. Yep. Uh, or better still, buy the hard copy, mm. all 860 pages for $26. That's what they said. So, so just well, out this week. It's Kindle. Yeah, they're going to yeah. print it. Paint, but print on demand. Print on demand. Yeah. Can't buy it in bookstore. You have to. And order. as we've just discovered, we've just had an exclusive here on worldpodcast.com, Tamangai. Mm. Mm. You are doing the re-release of Youth of Flame 2.0. Yeah. Uh, yet to be released, what, next week? Or yes. Next yeah. By week? the 16th, it should be on the line. Oh, we just have to wow. add, from the National Library, they're going to give us uh, our ISBN number for it. That goes into it, goes to Amazon, and then Amazon picks it up and goes from there. And so by the following week after that, it should be available globally. Well, as your 50th jubilee from 50th when you first jubilee. wrote it in with, the, uh, with our great Graham Braddock, his artwork. I've just seen yes, it. Some of Graham's is on there. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I was really talking cool. to Graham uh, yeah, just a few yeah. weeks ago. We were putting the finishing touches yeah, on it. Yeah. Uh, so I got to see it tonight. Fantastic. Because yeah. he did the original artwork in yes, 1967. Yeah. Yes. Wow. A little while He ago. did each one of those individual little you know, pictures in there. He just hand did those with, with his uh, pen. Wow. Amazing stuff. Well, we've got a, a lot to get through, so let's let's get into it. Uh, I've, I'm going to throw out these these questions. I've I mean, I've been listening to you since Greg and I've been listening to you uh, since we were ten years old. We were all ten at that time, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ten. You weren't ten. <laughs> I used to try and get your attention by saying "great tie" every time you came, thinking he'll remember me. Because I only I had say, two ties. What a guy. <laughs> you did. One had mustard on it. One. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, look, I, I just want to draw on something there. I mean, we we come to faith really mm. midway or the back end of the charismatic renewal of yes. the move of God, a revival through the Pacific. Really, that yes. was going on. Mm. Uh, but something that. Uh, 
I just really want to ask you about is we've got you bringing Youth Aflame to the world, the first mm. contemporary discipleship manual mm. of its kind mm. uh, with Laurie Cunningham as a vehicle mm. through YWAM. Incredible yeah. uh, explosion. Uh, millions of copies. I mean, this, the mm. story of the Philippines yes. where tens of yeah. thousands, yeah. and you didn't even know it, right? No, I mean, we haven't got time know. to go too far into 30, it. 30,000 churches they started. Not just in the Philippines. Sorry, say that again, just so listen. Thirty thousand churches came out of the Jesus movement, and all the three streams in the Philippines that used it were using Youth of Flame. And then not just in the Philippines. This is Saudi Arabia, in Iran, yeah. in Iraq. Yeah. They have churches. Yeah. So, and then you you told me that story at home the other day that uh, you had four generations of Filipinos in the yes. same room, yes. all all affected Amazing through thing. that discipleship manual. That wow. blew my mind. Incredible. I, I didn't yeah. know anything about that. Uh, yeah, that's 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 amazing. Uh, okay, so we've got this work that you're doing here. It's global, uh, sustained too. It's not a, not a short thing. It goes on for decades. It's still going. Mm. But at the same time here in New Zealand, we've got David and Dale Garrett. Yes. Uh, scripture and Song. It's the first modern collection of music put yes. into a book. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Scripture and Song 1, I think, was brown. 2 was blue. And scripture song three was yellow. <laughs> I just same name, I started same, playing same guitar, pattern. and they were the song, just a different color. <laughs> That's how I remembered them. It's like the Cameron, the Cameron. Yeah, songs. yeah, yeah. Well, my father, my father-in-law, Glenn, before I went out with, yeah. I met my father-in-law before I met my um, ah, wife to be yeah. um, during Sunday school, and he used to get me to take the songs out of Scripture and Song on the bus <laughs> on his scabby five-string guitar. Yeah. And so that's how I knew them. So anyway, but David and Dale Garrett, they have, again, it's mm. the same thing as you. Yeah. Global outpouring. Um, I, many of us learnt to worship through their mm. experience. Right. In fact, I just um, had some time with David and Dale a couple of weeks ago at uh, Luca. Jay, uh, Jay Ruka. Yeah. Sorry, he's just changed his surname. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. book launch, uh, Hui Come Home. Um, just talking to Dale a little bit about you know just the things that they're doing now. It's incredible. It's like they haven't stopped. It's That's just right. so full yeah. on uh, in terms of taking that message of hope uh, yeah. onwards. So no, at the same time, you're both being used. What's just, can you tell us what's that about? What 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 was going on? All there? of us have very similar roots because there's Maori too. You know, right smack in the middle of the Maoris are there. Somewhere there's always Maoris, you know, (laughs) roots somewhere there. And and so Dale and Dave, of course, they were in YFC in those early days. Oh, right. Okay. You know, but they've all, uh, music is a big thing with God. If you ever read the Bible, you see the biggest book in the Bible is the book of Psalms. There's over uh, 2,400 verses in the book of Psalms. It makes it easily the biggest book in the Bible. So why is God so into things like that? Why? And, and when you read the book of Psalms, it shocks you because it's not all about religious stuff. It's about pain and do- life and love and death and sadness. It's got everything in it, you know? And it, yeah. uh, that's astonishing. And I found something, one of my studies on sound engineering and stuff is done by a guy about almost 15 years ago now it's called this is your brain on music and he's both the physio uh, he's a neuro he's a neural physicist so he studies the brain but he's also a major music composer and he's trying to find out why people like a certain kind of music 
And he said, when you, it's roughly between when you were 11 or 12 till 16, the music you hear at that time remains for you the best music that was ever played. So when I ask college kids, I say, do you remember your first love? I don't mean the one that didn't want to talk to you, but right. you really liked yeah. her secretly, you know. But somebody that you stuck with and it just affected your life deeply. And they, they kind of nod. And then I say, was there any music being played during that time? And uh, at that time that you were, and they, they nod again. And I said, if I played you the music, forget the lyrics or anything else, would you be able to tell me the name of that girl? And they never forget. Wow. So I think now the Book of Psalms is like a, a Google Drive. It's a storage system for what happens in life. Wow. And, and just reading it, you can pick up a psalm you've seen a hundred mm. times, and, and that's why Dale and Dave often had it. You pick up a verse you may have read a hundred times, but you're in a particular situation, and suddenly that whole thing becomes multidimensional. You go, dear God, that's exactly what is happening to me or what has happened to me. So it's, way, it's God's way of telling you I'm a lot bigger than you think. And I can help you in a lot more ways you can imagine. Wow. And that's why, for me, movies and music, everybody goes, you watch movies? How demonic is that? Like, <laughs> I try to watch the most demonic movies I can find. Okay. I like Lucifer on the thing. <laughs> in order to find out why it is that that is speaking to yeah. kids when they could have had something nicer. See that? Why are you in True Blood? Why are you in all of these things? Why are you looking in the seventh generation of this particular demonic movie. Why do you like that so much? And the answer is because this is a supernatural world. Nobody seems to be talking about the supernatural world anymore. But right, the movies right. will. Yeah. And music will. When they did it in music, we had the disastrous situations of the 60s. The destructive thing that happened when you, you had the worship of the devil in music. And it was done in front and uh, then yeah. added the drugs. Now yeah. we've got trafficking. Yeah. We've got a ho all kinds of different ways that you can die. There's 8,000 ways to die. <laughs> but, but what we need to do is to help kids realize there's something much more powerful, much more beautiful, much more wonderful than you ever have understood. And you will see it on the edges of the demonic, and you'll realize it's real. Right. But what you don't realize yet is that the demons are afraid of what you just heard. They, they are oh. afraid because they know what it is. Wow. Okay, so music has... Incredible power. Incredible and power. Then, and God is, God is a... <laughs> he, yeah. He's a singer. So here were you, you bringing out this mantle to the world, and Dave mm. and Dale bring this out, and it happens at the same time. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a band for two and a half years a in Papatoi High. <laughs> so, you know... Wow, awesome. So the, the music theme runs through so many situations. There are, there are many people that for the first time you realize, oh, this famous football player likes this, see? And you never realized that until yeah. he sort of sang or something right. in the middle of a movie that he just did that you never even realized he sang. Oh, wow. See? And it's that, it's a continual, I call it this, it is the, the voice beneath the voice. Well, the voice beneath the voice. I'll segue yeah. to this. So yeah. I'm, I'm eight years old. Yeah. Uh, my, our Sunday school teacher, David Moore, yeah. uh, from Northwest Baptist out there, great guy, great yeah. family, uh, yeah. David and Raywin, um, gives me a tape. 
before I become a Christian. I'm yeah. eight years old, and it's yeah. Keith Green's tape. So you oh, talk about the wow. voice below the the voice beneath the voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I get this tape, I start playing it, and it has this profound impact, just like yeah, what you're saying. These absolutely. things start to tune up in my head. Why is a tree a tree? And it mm. leads me uh, on this journey of discovery. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, you knew this the, the guy, Keith Green. Keith um, Green's son, the one that died with him in the plane, was my son's best friend. They oh, that's Williams. That's right. William, yeah. Wow. He's William's still, best William's friend still was alive, but... Son. Keith's son, and he, there were only two months separating them, both learned to swim and stuff together. And so when he died, uh, he, didn't, he went, kept wanting to play with him. And, oh, wow. and I said, I'm sorry, but he's in heaven. He said, can I go to heaven because I miss him? Oh, man. And so we have, we have kids today who have lost parents or, or mothers or, or brothers or sisters and stuff, and it... You never get over it. You, mm, you, mm -hmm. you never can just think that's nothing because it isn't nothing. It's mm. a, a supremely powerful point, part of your life. And if that gets damaged, it hurts you for the rest of your life. You have to have somebody, again, who can step into that hurt and take it away Fill from that space, you. space, right, yeah. And drugs aren't going to do it. See. Yeah. Well, but on the upside of it, as a chemist, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, true. But, but uh, can I just yeah, say, yeah. Whitney? Uh, it's interesting that you, you know, you reflect on the past and then the present. Mm. But um, it's interesting to me at this time in New Zealand's history that we're seeing almost a resurgence of the gang culture into New Zealand, yes, which had almost seemingly diminished yes. and then suddenly that's back again mm. and, and it kind of you know our, our conversation is around hope yes but obviously you know there's a lot of our our young people in the dark place yeah uh, and and we even talked mm. before the show not just our young people but also young married couples mm. feeling a bit hopeless at the moment but because all the conversation around them is what they won't be able to absolutely have, what yeah. they won't be able to achieve because mm. of x y and z and, and and what would you what would you say to that situation? Why why is that suddenly reared its head again? Is it is it because of economics or is it because of a whole? It's actually much broader than that, because if if uh, we wanted to say how what is our answer as a government or as a society or a group, we think well you need the right prescriptions to deal with those things. Here's a bunch of people and they're. You know they're uh, under extreme um, hurt or pressure or, or stress or all these things. We know that's related to eighty-seven percent of what's going wrong with people's lives. So how do we stop that? Is it lithium? Is it is it these things? If it isn't that, is it good counsel from somebody who's been heavily trained in psychiatric uh, approaches to things? And or is the government can it step in with money and help us? We have all of these answers that aren't really answers. They are descriptions, but they don't answer the question. What do you do if you can't get money? What are you, do you rob a bank? Do you mm. lean back to the government? Do you say, well, I can't do anything else, so I'm going to become a hooker? After all, it's now legal. As long as you're 16 or look like 16, even if you're 12. See, so how are you going to deal with sadness, with hurt, with suffering, with pain? Nobody can live with those things. But uh, John Wesley, for instance, if you go back to the 17th century, John did a, an interesting thing. He made three machines. This is John Wesley, the Methodist guy, made three electrical machines. He was in correspondence with Benjamin Franklin. 
he wrote one of the first textbooks on electricity. And his book, called Primitive Physics, was in use for almost 200 years. Wow. And when you read his journal, it'll say stuff like this. He got up in the morning, he had pneumonia or whatever it was, and they had whatever name it was for that. And it'd say, I electrified myself, and in the morning I was fine, and I rode on. And I'm reading this. This is a 300-year-old book. And I'm going, what in the fat is he talking about? He's talking <laughs> about electronics. He's talking yeah. about a machine. Now, they didn't have transistors. They didn't have vacuum tubes. They, didn't have anything. they did have capacitors. They did have storage systems. They had batteries like ancient Egypt did. Had a bunch of stuff. But he believed that God had opened the door to electricity to help people because he felt that regular what we call medicine now, medical ways of dealing with it, were inefficient. They did not actually solve the problem. They simply took the pain away, which was true. And two, it cost too much. And three, people couldn't afford it. They couldn't do it. So he built two other machines for the Methodists, which were free. So when you tell them, John Wesley was the one who said, if you want to understand the nation, study its entertainment. Because it is the one thing... They don't have to have like food, shelter, money, clothes, shelter, all those things that they pay money for. So if you want to know what New Zealand is like, study its entertainment. And when you know what, what really captures the attention of kids today, you'll understand both our strengths and our weaknesses. Wow. And so whether the spectrum is little kids, we've got eight-year-olds now having babies. Yeah, that's right. You know, we've got rapists that are working yeah. to, to traffic children, babies now. And that's that's and it's weekly. It's it's not a one-off. Oh, yeah. This no. stuff's here every week. It's, it's, you can read it's it in huge. the Herald. It's, it, yeah. we, we don't see it because a lot of it yeah. is disguised. We just don't want to keep admitting that one of the best, most beautiful nations in the world is loaded with great danger to their children and to their families. But when it begins to surface, suddenly people start killing just like what's happening in the U.S. where suddenly somebody goes crazy yeah. and starts killing everybody they can see. That is sitting there, right there. Once were warriors, it's a long-ago movie. But warriors now, we need warriors. We need the right warriors. We need somebody well, look, let's, let's just segue yes. that. Let's take that straight into your book that's just come out on Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spiritual Vocations. Yeah. Uh, I think you're really already in that space. So... Mm. Um, is this partly why you've, in a response to why yeah. you've written this manual, uh, a companion document to the to the word, I suppose? The, yeah, I thought it was only, I, I thought Bible. it was ten pages in the six hundred book. Now it's eight hundred and eighty pages. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea there was that much stuff in it because everybody that's done any church stuff, we have a box, and that box is the particular church box that we have, and if it, if we can't put somebody through that box. We don't want to talk to them about God. God hasn't got a box. He's a God without boxes. And he made, he was working before he even made us. Wow. He, he, yeah. he, and he planted a garden. Then he told people, take care of this. Watch over it. Protect it. See that? Right. And, then, and then he gave them a beautiful garden. New Zealand is so utterly unique among all the nations of the world. It's not only the furthest part of the world from Jerusalem, it also is the most beautiful nation in the world. Yo. It's one of the very few nations that everything is here. Mm. We don't need to go anywhere else to get what you need to live. But 87% of the flora and fauna in New Zealand is found nowhere else in the world. So we're not a spin-off from Australia or from the Arctic. 
Matter of fact, if you drop the ocean, we would be larger than Australia. So what is going on with this little nation, this puny little thing is about as big as Israel is, on the other side of the globe away from it, that has made it so special. And I think the big discovery I made after recovering from dying in Korea in 2007, yeah. the thing you mentioned. Well, should we lead in with that? You can if you like. Because I, I don't know how else to fit it. So you've just put it simple. So look, in the, in the time we've got, but yeah. our listeners just want to hear this. It's, I, it, I was blown away by it. It's short, but it is mind-blowing for me. Um, I have I've loved Jesus since I was uh, 16. I've known him all these years. And I'm 73 now. So I'm in, I'm in Korea. This is 2007. And I'm only supposed to be there under Peter Wagner's thing for three days working with pastors and business people about helping their kids. Okay, that, that's my job. That's what I do well. So on the way to that, about 10 days before I leave, I have a fall in my home, place where I fall down some stairs. Uh, by, by stepping off, uh, I, uh, I find my feet shoot, shoot up in the air. There's this rain coming down. I thought I'd cracked my skull. There was blood on my head. I thought I'd broken ribs, but neither of those two are true. The thing healed. What had actually happened, my transverse colon had got belted, so it now, instead of taking passage of food and air and stuff, it was now like this, and it was creating a block. And so within the next four or five days, I started hiccuping, and it wouldn't stop, and I didn't know why. It's an embarrassing thing when you're teaching a bunch of people and every 30 seconds you go, <coughs> like you can't stop it. So on my way to Korea, it's my first trip to Korea, I started feeling very strange and I realized there's something wrong with me and I don't know what it is. I didn't know that that blocked thing was perforating and it also was swelling like a, wow. like, just like a, you know, um, um, any one of those kind of things where bits of you get damaged and then poisons start going out into your system. So I'm dying, but I don't realize it. And it's a long trip. It's about a 14-hour trip. Yeah. I thought I was only going to be there four days. I wound up there for two months. It's wow. a state-of-the-art hospital with the best equipment they have. And so when they found out I was dying, the guy who was an uh, elder in the church, who's over one of the whole streams of... This major hospital that trains young Korean doctors, 2,000 of them at the time. Wow. It's state-of-the-art. They said, you're not going to die in our nation. We're going <laughs> to give you the <laughs> well, best we've got, you know, <laughs> but I was dying. And by the second operation, the second time, trying to fix this thing, they only gave me 10% chance of living. They said, you're not going to make it. It's like being shot in the stomach with a shotgun. And, and so they brought in the best surgeon they knew, who started, we don't know, sometime in the afternoon, maybe worked 14 hours trying to repair the little other little holes that had been made in that system as poisons continually flooded my system. So they gave me only about 10% chance to live in the, um, <laughs> Dale and Dave were the ones that oh, wow. helped my wife fly over to see me because oh, I was going to die and so she arrives and I'm in a coma and I didn't come out of the coma for 14 days 
and it was now the third operation and they I was had it and the, the lady that worked said I was going to give up it was just impossible she's trying to find the little holes and seal them you know like this couldn't do it she said I was going to give up and so uh, Trevor Yaxley who was Trevor there, yeah he said to her what happened she said I was going to quit there was just no way to fix it but I felt a presence behind me and I couldn't stop and and so Trevor so who had who felt the presence Trevor, Trevor. This, this, no this this, this oh. lady surgeon was the best okay. they had working on me he said are you a Christian she said no but I prayed for this man <laughs> and Though I was in a coma for 14 days and I didn't come out, they couldn't get me out of it. Then. But during that time, I had unbelievable experiences. And people said, Did you go to heaven? I said, No. Did you go to hell? And they said, No. And they were surprised. We thought you wouldn't make it anyway. You know, so. <laughs> but anyway, what happened during that time it was as real as this thing here. There was no, I wasn't on Mars being chased by a giant turtle or something. It was as real as this, three dimensional as this. I ate, slept, and other things, but I was actually in a coma. And so at the end of this, and it, this is like 14 days later, I realized I'm in a hospital and I'm about to die. So I'm lying there. I've got all these drips, 30 drips, all plugged into different places, something in my nose. Uh, my heart was still working fine. My brain was still working, but it was hard to breathe. And everybody thinks... When the brain stops, that you die. When the heart stops, it's not. It's when you can't breathe anymore. When you stop breathing. That's how Jesus died. You give up the ghost. You stop breathing. God makes man, and then he goes like this, and he comes alive. When that leaves you, the oxygen comes out of your system, and you die. Whether somebody wow. strangled you or holds you underwater, or you can't breathe because of fire or bombs or anything else, when you stop breathing, you die. And I'm there. I can't move. There's a big... 18-inch wide gap sewn up like a football there try on the th third operation, major operation, and they can't bring me out of the coma. See? So I'm there. It took two nurses to lift me up, and it took them about five minutes to do it because if I slipped, I'd just rip mm -hmm. in the middle and, and die, and I had to wait for my fourth operation. It's back here in New Zealand. They sewn me back together, which is what I've got now. But during that time, I suddenly realized I am in a hospital and I'm dying. And then I'm standing. I'm suddenly standing. I couldn't even move. I couldn't get up. I could, there's no way I could even sit up. But I'm standing. And I'm in a huge corridor. Uh, I can't see the end of it, this end, or the other end of it. But it's white and there's nothing glowing and there's no angels. There's no heaven. And there's not people singing <laughs> and stuff. All this, it's just a huge, white, beautiful. There's no doors, no wow. windows, no exit signs, everything. But as far as I could see, it's just white and no shadows at all. Mm. And then I realize I'm not breathing. I'm standing, but I can't breathe. And the breath I've got now is the last breath I have. So I'm trying to, you can't, I can't take another breath. So I realize when this breath is over, I'm gone. And it was as gentle as this. I tell people, look, you're going to die sometime. I've had practice, so let me tell you what happened. There was no fear at all, nor any pain. No fear or no pain. Oh. But it was almost like a voice. It wasn't a voice. It said, like, 
going to change clothes now. Like this. Or we're going to another country. Just like that. Like that. This is going. It's, this is death. But it's not going to be a big deal. See so I, I'm trying to take that breath and I do try to do a Houdini, you know, like. <laughs> get, you know. So I sit on it so that I had a little bit of breath left to stretch it out. And suddenly, there's no more breath coming in, but I am still looking around. I didn't even know if I had clothes. Did you see heaven? No. Did you see hell? I'm looking for the wall to open up and this tunnel to go through, and there's no wall opening and no tunnel, and I'm just standing there. And I thought, well, where are you? I've known you all these years. Where are you? you know? Nothing. Just there. And I think, well, maybe it's like, it's like a little Lego Batman, way down the bottom of the corridor where you can't see him. It gets bigger as he comes closer. <laughs> and look, keep looking down the corridor. Nothing. I don't see anything. So then I'm thinking again, well, you're not, you're not behind the wall and you're not coming from the... Where are you? See that? Twice before in my life, the Lord has put a hand, his hand on the back of my head. Both times in Teen Challenge. It's a major work among, with drug addicts and stuff. And both times I thought it was somebody else praying for me. And I turned and there's nobody there. It was wow. as real as me putting my hand on your head now. So I thought, I know what he's going to do. He's going to sneak up behind me. He's going to put his hand on my head and say, guess who? So I thought, I'll catch him this time. I'm a scientist. <laughs> I'm going to spin. I'll spin around and I'll see him with his hand out. So I do the quick flip and there's nobody there. So I turn back and I go, well, if you're not there, where are you? And then the best way I can describe this, it's like a blink. A blink is a hundredth of a second. It's like that. It's fast as you can blink. It was like a blink, but my eyes didn't blink at all. They were still wide open. But suddenly, I, it was the weirdest thing. He wasn't outside me. He was inside me. Wow. He was looking through my eyes, and I was looking through his. And I realized, he's not outside me. He's in me. And then the breath rushed back into my lungs. <laughs> and I sat up. I sat up in bed. I sat up. I couldn't, I couldn't move. I'm sitting up there. It's 3, 4 in the morning. I don't know what time it is. I didn't have a watch or anything else. And then after about an hour, these doctors come in. They see me and they go, oh! And they're all running in different directions. They're all mostly Korean. They're running all over the place because they... So Do they're trying to find it? my wife and my son to ask me questions. Is, is it brain right. damaged or anything like that? So people ask me, what happened when you died? And I said, they said, again, they said, did you go to heaven? No. Did you go to hell? No. I said, the coma was like a bit more like Dante's Inferno or Blade Runner or something. It was very complex, but quite amazing, you know. But then they said, well, what happened? And I said, I saw the world the way God sees it. Because that's what happened in that coma. I saw things I couldn't wow. see. I could see through walls sometimes, and I didn't know why. Mm. So when I'm recovering, I have a whole year to recover. I'm not allowed to fly anymore, I'm not allowed to drive, I'm not allowed to go anyplace. I only went to two meetings that whole year. I'm just sitting at a table talking to God. I've got my computers and you know that I'm running parallel so I can... I call them all Spot, you know. <laughs> all of my computers are called Spot because it used to be my first dog, Spot. So I, I'm asking God two questions, and this is what I asked him. What do you do that isn't religious? 
I know you do some things that aren't religious at all. What are they? The second question I'm asking, if you show me something in your book, which I've read a lot of times, and, I, and you say this is an answer to what you just asked, but I don't know what it's saying, how will I know that that's you? Do I just write it down or what am I going to do? And so for six months, that's the question I asked God. And he started to show me things. And, and some of them were obvious things. He's not only a judge, he's the judge. He's the original mm. judge. He's not only a lawyer, he's the lawyer. And then you discover things like he's not a singer, he's the singer. Sure. So those angels hear somebody singing, it's not them, it's him. See that? And he's a writer, and he's all these things. See? So I'm sitting there listening to these amazing things, and I, I write as fast as I can, and that's what I was telling you for. Something happened during that, and all the books that I've written, this has never happened to me before. As I'm asking that second question, because uh, all the computer does, it takes a lot of time for you. It, it searches, so all I have to do is put the, the Old and New Testament verses saying the same thing and put them in one block. Then my haiku, as I'm asking them, what is that saying? This, is, this belongs to this section. What is it saying? So here's the wildest thing. Over 80% of what you'll see in that book, I've never read before. I've got a 15,000 volume library on revival. I've never read these words before. I've never heard anybody preach on them. I've never preached on them. I saw the words before I wrote. And I wrote as with my little three fingers per hand. Wow. I yeah. typed as fast as I can. What you were reading in that book is revelation. It came to me from that whole year. But so, so, so just to jump in there, so you're the talking about spiritual vocations. Yes. This is the book that's just come yes. out this week. We, we found our name. I didn't uh, know what to call on it. On Amazon.com. It's called Spiritual Vocations because it deals with, well, I found 40 of them, and I used to put the word final. Final never meant that's all there was. It just meant I quit. It is so overwhelmingly what you are. I never realized this. Every one of these vocations in Israel, it's what we talked about a little before we started this podcast. Uh, Israel was a nation that God picked, a nothing little nation like New Zealand, and did something that is still being talked about now thousands of years later. Still God's protection on that nation after all these years. But only, it's slightly less than 10% of Israel are Levitical. Priest, right. high priest, you know, even worship leaders want to add them to it. 90% of Israel is not, but the whole nation was commanded to serve God and to love him and trust him. That means the 90% is, is the largest block, see? But we have in the last, this is what's so weird about it, in the last 2,000 years, we've emphasized the Levitical and not even looked at any distance at the 90%, which means a huge chunk of people have no idea, number one, that the gift they have been given is from God. It's not just something they got good at or interested in or a dynasty thing. You know, my mother was that, so that's why I am it. It is almost invariably a gift that they, they do know it's a gift, like Michael Jackson. They didn't come from his father. He knows that. Mm. They all, when Michael Jackson had his funeral, everybody thought it was going to be, a, you know, the Michael Jackson hits over all the years with the, you know, those ones yeah. there. It wasn't. It was more like a church service for two Wow. For yeah. two hours, because he realized this is a divine thing that's happened to me. And that has happened again and again in history. It happened to Hans Nielsen Hager. 
who, and this is 200 years before Azusa Street, it happened to Nebuchadnezzar, most powerful king on earth, when he saw yeah, four boys right. from a nothing little nation suddenly do stuff better than even he knew how to do it. So much so that he becomes a follower of the real God. You're talking about Shadrach and Nebuchadnezzar. Yes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and then Daniel. Daniel, yeah. It's the Daniel files, is what it's about. So what my thing now is that I've discovered, some of them were shocking, but the ones I want to uh, give to the, to the cast, but there'll be others. I believe God did something special with this nation because first, I think it's another Eden. It, he made it like another Eden. Hmm. The real Eden is now somewhere between Iran and Iraq. It's a mess now. It's frightening to be there. So the, remember they fell and, and they were driven out of the garden. He put another one in as far away as possible from this one. And he gave three gifts to the people who were the first major leaders, and that's the Maoris. Here's sure. the gifts. Get this, and it's incredible. The three gifts, first of all, is gardener. He is not only a gardener, he's the gardener. So let's just say this. If you lose the land, if you lose the farm, if you lose that, you can. doesn't matter what else you got, you can kiss your nation goodbye. And we've had all kinds of farmers kill themselves, commit yeah. suicide, because they can't mm. do anymore what they want to do the way they can do it. Two, the warrior, take care of this, guard it, watch over it. He gave the Maoris the garden, the warrior gift, and here's the third one. The third one is the one that shocked me most. I'm sitting there, it's two in the morning, I'm kind of laughing because I've never seen that. Most of the stuff I've never seen before. And I asked wow. him, what else do you do that isn't religious? And he says, it's not, you know, voice and horoscope or <laughs> Ouija board or something. <laughs> Jumanji is another. <laughs> he says, I am an entertainer. And I was so flat shocked, I said out loud, <laughs> no way. Hey. Because you kick people <laughs> out of churches that are entertainers. Then have no place in a church, unless you're a worship leader, then you can be. <laughs> unless you're a good dancer, then you can be. See? But other than that, there's no place in a church for an entertainer. No one for comedians, no one for a movie. No, there's no place at all for that. For people who sing songs like Katy Perry that aren't religious. No yeah. place. So I'm laughing, and I go, <laughs> wow. I, I laughed, and then he said it again, I am an entertainer. That's how he said it. I am. I don't mess with I am. That's, that's a name he uses about himself. He can't compare himself with anybody. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah, says, yeah. I am. You tell him I am sent you. That's what <laughs> so that's what he said. I am entertainer. And so when I look it up, I have my spot. I go, have a look. Look for fun things, you know, look for this. 36 pages later, which makes it the fourth largest study in the Bible, it is so loaded with pleasure and joy and excitement and fun, you cannot believe how much there is. Wow. And now I can say without question, God is the entertainer. And that is why New Zealand has the warriors, it has the garden, and it has entertainers. It is loaded. So you have Ooh. a nation here, we have a nation here, that is a special treasure given by God to show something to the world of what can happen when people who live a life of joy, of, of a holy life, a good life, a loving life, a kind life, a, 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 a great life, 
but but one that is fun. And they and so I asked God, what do you do on your day off? Here's the answer. Six days a week he works. He's always done it. And the ninety percent of people he gave these jobs to <laughs> are supposed to be doing it with him. <laughs> I hope you're listening. Gift. <laughs> he gave it to us. We're supposed to ask him and yeah. even read his book to find out how to do it better. See? Well, so what does he do on his day off? He goes to church. That's what he does on his day off. That church is not supposed to be some miserable thing. It's supposed to be a lot of fun where you can sleep hey? or eat or do whatever what? you like, meet other people who hang out with you who have the same kind of gifts you have. It's not supposed to be anything else except a big party to celebrate what you've already done with the hard work and the pain and everything oh. else you went through for the rest of the year. That sounds like a marae. That's exactly right. That's what it's I'm like. just saying. So here it is. It, this is a gift. I believe New Zealand has these three gifts specifically given to them. Israel also has the entertainer gift, but it doesn't have the land. Israel mm. is like desert. It's amazing to see anything growing. It's the desert blossoming like a rose that makes oh. Israel amazing. This already has it. We don't need... We've got, we got tons of sand well. outside. We've got everything beautiful. Fantastic. So so now let's just put a little bit of... Um, so it took a, a death experience. Yeah. Out of your death experience, yeah. you... These I tell people I've had practice now. So yeah, and in between that, you've also general editor of the Revival Bible, which yeah. is across the entire earth, having um, huge influence. Uh, amazing thing to me. This is all preparation for what you're yeah. telling us right now. The amazing <laughs> thing to me about the Study Bible is who printed it. Communist China printed <laughs> yeah. the Revival Study Bible. And they invented the paper it was printed on. Yeah. And if you can even get it, if you see it, don't think, just buy it. That's all I can yeah, say to you. And everyone, uh, all my friends have got it. Yeah. I'm trying to get one. You, I know. you, you have I to like book a year in advance. Help write it, so. <laughs> you help write it. People say, how long take write? I said, I didn't write the Bible. I just wrote a few, you know. Well, the notes you sent me. Donkey yeah. boy that collects uh, comments on it. That's Look, all. anyway, it's a great Bible and your insights. Uh, here from a Māori New Zealander putting a, helping put a Bible out on the world stage. It's, but this is all a forerunner to what we're talking about now. Yeah, so yeah. just let's just let's sort of crystallize what you've just said. Yeah. So you find uh, the vocations. You've, you kind of, I've read, I'm a, couple hundred, yeah. I'm a hun few hundred pages in. Yeah. So far, you've got about 40 vocations. These are jobs. Yeah, there These might are be another 40. Scone making, yeah, painter, builder, yes. bus driver. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. All so kinds of things. For our listeners. People that actually are doing those things. Yeah. IT fellas. Yeah. Fellas. Of course. Make, that's why ladies I you make it. See, there's all the... <laughs> The electronics of things. He invented right. electricity. He knows. When you see what he does with graphene, which is the new single-layer carbon, when you see what he does with SI, which is the new silicon, that is almost 99% pure silicon. Therefore, it does all these astonishing things. When you see what he can do with what's now called white gold, which is one of the most powerful storage systems in the world, oh. And it causes when tectonic plates push against each other for a long period of time. You can take a little block like that. It costs you about 45 bucks, but you can drive across the United States 14 times on that one little block. Now, all of those are discoveries made in the last 10 uh, years. Wow. And all of them are built right into the world of nature around us. And that's true with... So here's basically the question we have for New Zealand. 
How are we going to save New Zealand from being screwed up? We have to return to the one who gave us the jobs. We have to go back to his book, which we don't read anymore. We just go, what's up? You're supposed to know what's up. <laughs> and if you know the one who made stuff, you won't go around saying what's up anymore. So let's call it what it is. You're talking about the Pai Pai Tapu. We're talking the Word of God, yes. the Bible. We've got to take what God has already given to us. It took... So people go, how long does it take you? And I tell them, three millenniums, 3,000 years. That's how long it took to give us the Bible the way it is now. But it only took me 10 years to assemble some of the stuff in it. And the 40, book, the 40 gifts are not the only ones. I'm, I quit. That, that's what final meant on my thing. I quit. You absolutely are the entertainer. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that anymore. But just take that one alone and ask yourself this question. When you see words like, that are given continuously surrounding this, uh, where Jesus is talking to his father. That's the real John 17 prayer. And he says, um, I, I'm doing all of these things to please you. It's about pleasing God, about him enjoying us. We are the entertainment of God. Jehovah. We're the entertainment of God. And he loves oh, yeah. to give us stuff and then to see what we do with <laughs> it because it's his joy. And so take that word entertainer and look at it. You can look it up in this, this, the book, the spirit, Spiritual Vocations book. See how many times that word joy appears again and again and again. Jesus arrives, joy. It comes joy, joy, joy. Even Saul, who's a terrorist, he's an ISIS guy. He gets saved and he says, what no ISIS guy would ever say, I, I please all men in everything. Why? so that they can know him like I know, oh. the, the, for the joy that is there. And why does Jesus go to the cross? Why would a precious, perfect life like that give it up for me? Because of the joy that is set before him. So I ask college kids, I'm going to ask you just two quick questions. Number one, why did God make us? And don't answer this either of these two because they're wrong. I'll tell you in advance they're wrong. <laughs> Don't say because he was lonely. Uh -oh. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have never been lonely. They've enjoyed each other's company forever and will so. And don't say, even worse than that, it's because oh. maybe he needed help in making the universe. If you knew a tiny fraction of what he built in the universe and how he built it, you would never say that. That's just stupid. Don't say that. Okay. So why did he make us? And I'd say, you all sing about it all the time. You just don't know what you're singing. And for your pleasure, we are, they are, and so it's going on now, and were created. You're worthy, O oh Lord. We are the entertainment of God. So he gives his three precious gifts, the land, the take care of this land for me. Fight for mm, it. Total. Yeah. Guard it. Watch it. That's why we've got football teams. Even, you know. Yeah, go take them on and give them a haka first before you play with them so you don't know <laughs> if you're good. You'll, you'll, have, you'll enjoy this, otherwise you're going to die. You know, just <laughs> tell them the truth about what it means to guard the land, what it means to be given the land, and number three, to use the gifts that God has given you to bless the world. Wow. Uh, we should probably, uh, I've got to wrap it up somewhere, but yeah. uh, it's probably just a good time just to acknowledge you uh, I think our listeners and just us here in the studio are just really uh, blown away. Uh, you dedicated we all get your, blown away. But yeah, but 
you've dedicated your whole life, mm. and, and this is like this work that's come out. So if you're listening and you're looking for change, you're sitting on the couch, you're riding a mm. bike, you're mm. in the car, and you've just listened to what we've listened to, and you're yeah. looking for how do I change something in my life? Well, you've yeah. just heard it. Yeah. And uh, there's some good news. He's put out this guide uh go to amazon.com download it with kindle for 11 bucks like i did or remember it's not my book 26 books all i've done is show people where the bits are yeah where the bits (laughs) are but uh you'll find your vocation in there if you're a painter an architect and and each one of those books will become your own journal because with all of them you can you can write your own stuff put it in there so are you listening so if you're listening do it yeah challenge you go if you're looking for change enhance your life Winky and his father have devoted their lives in the pursuit of excellence uh, and are bringing this Tonga. Tonga is a treasure yeah. to New Zealand, bringing it back to us uh, in this season. And we're just we're so grateful, uh, Winky, for, for this yeah. gift. And it's just come out this week, and we yeah. get to celebrate it with you here. Somebody and, asked uh, me in the 80s, cool. what, have you got a word for the 80s? And I said, yeah, trust God or die. Uh, oh, and then they said, well, <laughs> okay. "What about the, this new millennium?" I said, "Trust God and die, but just <laughs> trust God." Okay, that's the main deal about this. Can I story. can I just say too trust for our God listeners that um, we hope that the message that um, that uh, Whitney shared tonight and that we always try to convey is that it's not about religion. We no. we're not interested no. in that conversation. No, it's a horrible uh, conversation. We're not even interested for some listeners in in the religion that we believe in necessarily. No, no. And so often, even if you've gone through programs like the Gamblers Anonymous or <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous, they talk about that, that higher, higher power that, that Whitney talked about yeah. in last week's session. But uh, that's, that's, this conversation can be true for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I mean, we encourage you with what, you know, this is what we believe. And, yeah. and so we share that because we're all about sharing the truth. <laughs> but we understand that not everyone's on that journey at sure. this time. Yeah. So if you are listening and you're like, well, I don't understand that part of it, then take away from these conversations what yeah. you will. Yeah. But there's yeah. so much, yeah. so much in it. It's so, it's so rich and so yeah. deep that it is an honor to have Whitney Pratt here with Thank us. Yeah. And a Māori brother, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, and a Kiwi. But, uh, well, we can help cool. it. We, know we got born yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to just finish off what next? Just real quick, mm. two minutes... Last two There's a lovely minutes. song that was sung in the Jubilee year, and, and you know, it, it, it's it's called. Um, you know, it's about like what what God says, and it talks. Though we are in times of great trial, of of famine, mm. in a darkness and sword, we will still sing the lo- the song of the Lord, because He put us here, right in the middle of all. All hell is breaking out around the world. It's like a world is catching fire. Yeah. We have a fire that can reverse it. Killed. And that's what it is. Yeah. And that is the truth. You can't even read the Herald now every day. It's so bad and getting worse that you, I can't even read half the articles. They're so awful. It's getting awful. Yeah. Because people have left God. They have no fear of the Lord anymore. When you don't give him respect, the one, even gangs that'll kill you dead have a fear of God. That's why they won't go and screw. Mm. around with God, they know that's, that's a very short life you have if you're going to get that. Yeah. We've got to know the fear of the Lord is the first thing you have to learn. You've got to respect for who he really is. And when you get a tiny little glimpse of what that's like, you'll change whatever other dumb ideas you have and make a whole 180-degree shift 
and it will. So is there an answer to New Zealand? Yes, but only one. I can't give them. In all of the things I've done, in the five degrees, I can't give them one single thing that doesn't connect straight back to him. Yeah. Take and him out, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, and in case yeah, you go, well, it's starting to get religious. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I'll just finish off. But none with, of these are religious. Let's finish off with the other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Except, uh, God of me. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I can't no. that anymore. That, that's one of those Yeah, they had to songs. throw that out the airlock. Who gave him that song, man? He's, you know, he didn't sing songs like that all the time. Yeah, Why are we doing it? I think we'll thank Paul for joining us tonight, too. Yeah. It's been a real thank pleasure to have Paul sit in. Paul, Paul, you know, he... He's the smooth operator in the <laughs> yes, background. He, is. Yeah. He, he makes this all happen. He's, he's certainly a part of of every episode we put together yeah. because Thank he's been so all. gracious to allow us to yeah. come in yeah. to use the studio to you know form expression that we want to express to the mm. to the nation. And so mm. so we're very grateful for Paul and Tim being tonight. You, Paul. Yeah, maybe uh, Paul will give you a little bit of the back end for. <laughs> Thank you. Um, look. I've been, you know, sitting here. This is not a normal everyday conversation for <laughs> for me to be a part of. Um, and look, I've got to admit, I'm going to have to listen back to this because I, you know, haven't been able to just absorb everything that's All going us, on. Man. So, um, yeah. you know, that that's that's what I'll be uh, that's what I'll be doing. I'm I'm left there. There's one one question there that I can imagine that um, some some might have and you know i guess in in um in the the first half of when you were talking you were uh you know sharing about um your your father having uh come from this rape situation yeah. and so yeah. you know that that's a, a reflection of that bad stuff happens and then yeah. you've just been talking uh, about God making us for His entertainment, and mm. and I can imagine that there's there's some sort of conflict there uh, yeah. in some people's minds trying to t- well, how does all this tie together? Yeah. Why 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 is there why is there uh, you know so so much yeah. pain? Yeah, and, exactly. and how do you reconcile that? Well, we said actually two things in these the podcast. The first one is nobody can live with pain. You can't. It's just it just cost too much so people will take their own lives if they think it'll take pain away from them not knowing that their pain may stay forever again but the other thing is this that what god has in his heart for us is never to hurt us and there's a lovely thing about god that when people see him everybody saw the lion the witch and the wardrobe and they realize what happens when the witch meets the lion and the lion and the witch thinks she's killed him and she wears his mane but when he comes back, it's bad news for the witch because his base is never this. How can I hurt this world? But how can I take a world and have a beautiful idea for it and, and then what I've given them is used wrongly. It's turned and twisted and made something ugly. And the things that I've said are beautiful and now made horrible. The things I've made real and normal have now become abnormal and the things that are abnormal and wrong and damaging have now become the important thing and the thing we should all seek, which is exactly what we're doing, a complete flip of what God has said. It is not when we stand before God, we will not see the lion on the throne, the one that growls and you die. You'll see a lamb, and everybody in New Zealand knows the lamb is the dumbest thing that God has ever made. (laughs) He's so helpless. He He hasn't got even proper teeth to bite you. 
He's got no claws like a koala bear. <laughs> he is the kindest being that God has ever made. And this is a country filled with lambs. And the one you will stand, this is what why every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. When they turn and see the one on the throne, they may die thinking like this, I fought you. I wasn't I didn't believe in you, but I fought you to the death. I did it my way. See that? And feel a little bit of sense of pride. I was small, but I beat you. See that? But not when you see the lamb. Because when you see who's looking at you, you realize he never, ever had anything in his heart to hurt me. He only wanted the best for me. And I really screwed up. And that's why every knee will bow. They'll say, it's right. You are the one you said you were. <coughs> that's all I'll be able to give to a nation. Treat him the way he really is. See what happens to you. Oh, kia ora, Matua. Yeah. Uh, just as uh, we r wrap up, I think it would be, uh, I haven't done this before, but I just feel like it would be good for you to, uh, if you wouldn't mind having a karakia uh, for our speakers and, you know, whoever's listening on the other side, mm. um, which is really through the entire nation and the world. <laughs> yeah. So as a global man uh, of the Lord, I think yeah. it would be it would be great. Now, Father, we just thank you for your kindness in earth. We, we have screwed oh. up so often and so long and so many times. And mm. thank you for this nation, the beautiful things that you put in it and, and the people's hearts to do great things for you. So we, we do pray the way our national anthem is. God of nations at your feet in the bonds of love we meet. Hear our voices we entreat. Mm. God sure. defend New yes. Zealand. You have, you've been warrior for us. You've kept us from dying from horrible things that could have happened to this nation. Yes. We thank you for that. God yes. Pacific's triple star. Thank you for bringing mm. all these different nations here to learn something about you. Right. From the shafts of strife and war, make it praise us, heard of mm. God defend New Zealand. May our mountains ever be mm. freedom's ramparts on the sea. Make us faithful yes. unto thee. God mm. defend New Zealand. So we ask this prayer again, the one that everybody wants to change and put something else in its place. We ask for this to be true and to be real. For those who are hurting so much from walking away from what you've already said, and people who have never heard anything like this before, become for us everything we need to know you're real and change our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you.